0: I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15-Minute Parenting series of books. Welcome to my 15-Minute Parenting podcast, where I take a common parenting struggle and break it down with practical, playful solutions. Let's get going. In this episode, I want to talk about anxiety and especially anxiety as it relates to adolescence. So just before I begin, and you know, this is in response to not just one message, but countless messages that I've received from parents about their anxious teenagers, that in this episode, I'm going to mostly focus on what I call typical adolescent anxiety, the type of anxiety that is difficult, is challenging, but is typical in teenage years and I'm going to go through and explain what I mean by that but I think it's important that I state from the outset that there is another type of anxiety that isn't so typical and if if that's the type of anxiety and I think you know what I mean it's like something that doesn't have a context there isn't a reason for it it's pervasive it's there more than it's not there and it's actually causing you know Difficulties in your teenager's life to the point that maybe it's inhibiting them from engaging in day to day activities. If it's that type of anxiety, I really strongly encourage you to reach out to your GP, to seek a referral to child and adolescent mental health services, or to a therapist or a psychologist or somebody who can provide specialist mental health supports to you and your teenager to address that. I just wanted to emphasize that, but I also think it's important that I do have this type of conversation because also there is a more typical type of anxiety in adolescence that doesn't warrant all of that. And the two types, the the more serious, significant mental illness type of anxiety versus the challenging but healthy type of anxiety, they can often get confused as one and the same thing, and they're not. So... As I said, like, I get lots of questions about this and lots of the queries are about about anxious teenagers from parents who are understandably super anxious themselves about it. So the message is coming from an anxious parent of an anxious teen. And it's hard to know, my goodness, you know, am I just being anxious or is it about their anxiety? What's going on? And at times it can feel like anxiety is so pervasive amongst teenagers that adolescence itself is an age of anxiety. You know, a parent recently wrote to me exactly on that asking me if anxiety is normal in adolescence that was the question I just want to know is anxiety normal in adolescence and my answer to that parent is this yes and no okay it's one of those yes some degree of anxiety definitely the more mild type of anxiety is normal and no you know high levels of pervasive anxiety is not normal Okay, so it depends on the context and it depends on how intermittent or pervasive it is in your teenager's life. And I, I want to say more about that and I want to emphasize again, just I'm speaking mostly about that more normal range of anxiety here because it is normal for adolescents, all adolescents to feel some degree of anxiety and even to feel waves of recurring anxious feelings throughout their adolescence. Though... This type of developmental anxiety peaks in early to mid-adolescence usually. So that would be, you know, once they're leaving middle childhood at 12, right up to, you know, 16, even 17 years old, that it is peaking in those years. This type of anxiety tends to center on, you know, the physical and emotional shifts that are occurring in their brain and their body. Because also hold in mind that those exact years are peak adolescent development. Physically, psychologically, neurologically, there is just so much changing and the type of anxiety that we're we're seeing that more normal range is peaking in the midst of huge adjustment and change. Though, Adding on to that I am going to say you know anecdotally that over the last decade I have observed myself in my own clinical practice and also talking to my colleagues in this area a significant rise in teenagers presenting at my clinic with anxiety. I've also noticed something interesting that a rise in teenagers who seek the referral themselves you know they've gone to their parents and asked to be brought to see a therapist Um, having self-diagnosed themselves with anything from generalized anxiety disorder or bipolar disorder because they've looked up symptoms they're experiencing on the internet. The anxiety they're feeling is real. The diagnosis is not. Anxiety, you know, is something that most of us have experienced to varying degrees at various parts of our lives, okay? I think most of us have. You know the feeling. It's, it's deeply unpleasant. It is a feeling of emotional agitation, yeah, that restlessness, you know, you're on edge, you've got those kind of heebie jeebie feeling inside you, you're edgy, you're jumpy, you're hypervigilant in watching for ultimately signs that you are right to feel the way you do. And your teenager, when you observe any of that, they may experience a range of physical symptoms such as sweaty palms, nausea, headaches. Uh, you know, tightness in the chest, maybe increased or rapid heart rate, maybe some twitchiness in legs or arms. You might even have something like disruption to their tummy, appetite or bowel movements. They may also experience more overt behavioural symptoms such as you know, social avoidance, school refusal, Retreating into their bedroom, disrupted sleep—you know, up really late at night, waking up multiple times a night, and then having to sleep all day afterwards, or even just some general emotional irritability—those are more overt behavioral symptoms of this anxiety. I'm talking about, and we've all experienced this at some stage, you know, one at some time, maybe multiple times in our lives. And I'm not saying that to minimize the experience because it is an awful state to find ourselves in mild anxiety or worry is normal within particular contexts and actually it can serve an adaptive or protective function in our lives you know for example taking an exam might spike worry or anxiety in us and that feeling may serve to motivate us to study for the exam Or, you know, if I'm coming up to a a new event in my life, maybe I'm joining a new sports team or starting an activity where I have to meet new people. And that experience can evoke, you know, mild anxiety symptoms, but mastering them can boost my self-esteem and confidence. So there can be a pro-social benefit there. You know, anxiety is not fear, though the responses can be similar. Okay, you might feel anxious in response to new and unfamiliar experiences. I think that's one of the most common times that we feel this type of more normal mild anxiety. It's a response to a new or unfamiliar experience. And I think also that's why it's so prevalent in adolescence because teenagers are flooded with first-time experiences. New and unfamiliar experiences are are almost daily occurrences for them. They have the first time in a new school, the first time learning new subjects, you know, making new friends, trying out new things, maybe a first crush, a first relationship, a first heartbreak, maybe even studying for exams. They'll all elicit some of these more mild, normal anxiety responses. And this type of anxiety, while I do want to say and acknowledge, while unpleasant, it's not harmful to our mental health or to us. However, it is deeply beneficial if your teenager knows that they can speak openly with you about all of this and that they, when they do so, they're going to be met with your acceptance and your empathy as you sit with them in the feeling and support them in finding their way out of it with fresh thinking and new perspective on the situation. And to do that, okay, I, I say that easily and I know that's not easy to do because to do that, do not seek to minimize or to dismiss or to fix the issue for them It doesn't work and it actually serves to increase the anxiety for your teenager. You know, if you minimize and go, don't worry about that, that's normal. Everybody feels like that or that's nothing to be worried about. What are you worrying about that for? What we're actually telling them is it's not okay to bring this to us. We're just going to knock it away and tell you you're wrong to feel the way that you do. And that's very difficult. Um, If we keep jumping in with a fix or change agenda, we are certainly not doing our kids any favours because then they only know that when they have a problem that they must be with you and go to you to fix it. They're not developing skills to work through it themselves. OK, whether anxiety, you know, is in this what I'm describing now, this normal range of adolescent development or if it is leaning more towards more problematic anxiety, it depends on the source and the intensity of the anxiety in question. Normal anxiety is intermittent and it is context specific so it comes and goes and there's a reason that we are feeling the way that we do and we know what that reason is or if we bring our worry or our feeling to our parent together we will quite quickly work out what the context is and say ah this is why you're feeling the way you are whereas problematic anxiety is pervasive it is constant it may not have a specific context you might simply be anxious without anything to be anxious about which in itself can make you more anxious and it impacts on all aspects of the person's day-to-day life. Now that as I said at the very beginning and is worth repeating now that needs specialized and even urgent focus attention and treatment so go to your GP you know you'll be referred to child and adolescent mental health services in your area maybe seek out a psychotherapist or a psychologist but there are ways of working with that the other type of anxiety there are also ways of working with it and I'm going to talk you through some play playful ways to soothe an anxious mind and body when we are talking about that more mild and normal, context-specific type of anxiety. Now, I'm gonna run through a couple of things that you can do, but I do want to stress that when presenting something like this to an anxious teenager, do so gently, kindly, but with supreme confidence that this will definitely help you. So that means familiarize yourself with them, try them out yourself so that you can pitch or sell that to your teenager in a very authentic way. Talk to them about how important it is to have some quick and easy techniques that they can do for themselves, by themselves, when they are not with you. I know it's really great that when we're together we can talk about this, but sometimes this feeling is hitting you when you're not with me, and now I want to give you some ways that will help you when you're on your own that you can do for yourself. You can even share maybe that you've used them yourself when you were feeling anxious and that they really helped you, and suggest that you practice them together so that they know how to do them when they need them. So the first one I call toilet roll blow. Take a square of toilet paper and hold it to a wall with your index finger. Tell your teenager to stand in front of it and when you say three, two, one, blow. They are to use their breath to keep the square of tissue against the wall for as long as they can. Repeat it three times. This is the same as taking, you know, take three deep breaths and exhale. But actually, the toilet roll gives it a more playful structure. And sometimes when you're feeling anxious and somebody tells you to take a deep breath, actually, it's really annoying and it doesn't help at all. So the reason I'm using toilet roll is because if they're in school, for example, or in a friend's house, they can just excuse themselves to the bathroom, take a square of toilet roll, and they can do this. It's a resource that's always available to them. The other one I like to do is pufferfish, clam, turtle, and starfish, okay? These are simple, playful-sounding exercises that actually fuel self-regulation through breathing and what we call proprioceptive, that is that deep pressure, touch that sends a message rather from the skin to the brain that you are safe and you can relax. It puts that input into the muscles and joints. It's something actually that I realize a lot of occupational therapists use, but also therapeutically, I have found it really helpful as well because they're quick, creative and accessible wherever your teenager might be when the anxiety starts to bubble up. So for puffer fish you puff, okay? So puffer fish puff, it's hard to say actually. Fill your cheeks with air so that they puff out as wide as you can get them. Hold for the count of five and release. Then repeat that three to five times in a row. So puff out your cheeks. Five, four, three, two, one, let it go. And repeat that three to five times. Clam cuddle is when you cross your arms in front of your body so that each hand is holding the opposite shoulder and then you give a squeeze, a really tight squeeze to the count of five. You release and you repeat this again three to five times in a row. So it's squeeze, release, squeeze, release. Turtle tongue is a funny sounding, even funny looking one, but it is really surprisingly effective. For this one, you stick your tongue out as far as you can and pop it back into your mouth really quickly. So you stick it out really far and then pop it back in quickly. Repeat that five times. Now, reach your tongue out again and see if you can touch your chin with your tongue if you can touch your nose with your tongue and how far you can stretch it from side to side towards towards each cheek the final one then is starfish stretch For this one it really depends on where you are. All of these can be done in a toilet cubicle in school. I just want to say this. So starfish stretch is where you stretch your arms and legs apart as far as you can. Um, If you're somewhere where you can lie down imagine you're being pulled in opposite directions as you do this but if you're somewhere where all you can do is stand up then you're just going to spread your legs apart and reach your arms as wide apart as you can um, and put them up over your head, and reach, 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 release. Reach, 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 release. So try to hold the stretch for a count of five and repeat it three to five times. So basically, these are a number of kind of little strategies that are putting, using breath and using touch to put deep input into the muscles and joints that are just getting you out of your anxious brain and down into the now moments in your body. But I like them because they are all things that your young person can do anywhere school somebody else's house wherever they might be apart from you it's a way of self regulating and when we're talking about this mild anxiety that can hit in context specific times that we might even be able to anticipate it coming it's really important to have these strategies and I also think it's helpful that they're creative and playful sounding give them a go yourself first familiarize yourself with them and present them with supreme confidence Thank you for listening. I'd love if you could leave a positive review, share this with a friend or a few friends, or even subscribe to the podcast. It really helps others to find it and helps with visibility online. You can also follow me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune or on Twitter at the Joanna Fortune. No E at the end of that. Tune in next time for more 15 Minute Parenting.